Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Kate, we are loved. What? I tell you, we are loved. And I will tell you why. Because we took one week off, right? Uh-huh. We take we do tons of weeks in a row, and then once in a while we'll take a week off. Well, it was a holiday. It was a holiday. Thank you. That's what I said. Well, so somebody on, I think it was the Twitter, um, did a very sweet but slightly passive-aggressive thing <laughs> where they were like, I can't remember if it was about uh, the events in the Capitol or not, but they said something along the lines of, Wish I had something to take my mind off of this, but there wasn't an episode this week. <laughs> and uh, tagging, tagging our old uh, Fusate and Kate. So uh, we are needed, Kate. We have returned to meet the needs Good. of the populace. We are happy to distract people from the world. The world itself <laughs> by talking about well, books that may actually touch on the world in some ways. This will, this will be very interesting. So... Uh, first, before we get to that, who's you? Me, Kate. Me, Betsy. This Fusate Kate. Yep. What we do? <laughs> we we talk in sentences. Yay. <laughs> Yay? I don't even know. I was going caveman, and then caveman jumped to renaissance, so I'm evolving pretty fast. <laughs> I just don't want to brag or anything. Yes, we talk about picture books, and whether they should be classics or crap. Yep. But this week is different. Once a year. We have a day like this, a day where we look at three possible contenders for the greatest award that can go to an American picture book, the Caldecott. Well, this time around, I've got I've got three books that I am I'm feeling pretty confident about. I think uh, I think they have a chance, uh, at least one of them, and one of them I think I think we have. The winner? The Cal- I've, I think we have the winner, but you're going to read through the three, and you're going to determine which one you think could be the winner, or you're going to hate all of them and not want any of them to win. So I'm going to pull okay. them out now. Boo! Here's the first one. We are Water Protectors. Yes, by, well, Carol Lindstrom and uh, Mikhail Goda. Um, apologies. If I've mispronounced anyone's name, I did look up other pronunciations, but I didn't do anyone's name, which in retrospect was a poor idea. <laughs> Next book. My Best Friend. Yes, this one's by Julie Fogliano and Jillian Tamaki. And finally, Honeybee, The Busy Life of Apis Mellifera. Sure. Okay. Uh, by Candace Fleming and Eric Roman. Three books. I don't think you've encountered any of these creators in any way, shape, or form until now. Okay. All right. So take these books. Okay. And read them. Okay. All right. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you one or two or possibly three facts per book of the books that we are discussing. And before we go any further, apologies to Michaela Goad. 
I don't know why I was unable to pronounce your name properly. Her name is Michaela Goad. You know how I know that? Because of teachingbooks.net. If you ever need to figure out how to pronounce an author or illustrator's name, go on over to teachingbooks.net, put in that person's name. They have pronunciations for everything. They even have a pronunciation for Betsy Bird, which I would think would be a little more simple, but uh, you never know. You never know. I like that they do a wide range of different names. Now, first up, we are water protectors. Just to give you a little background information, author Carol Lindstrom is Anishinaabe Metis and is tribally enrolled with the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe, while Michaela Goad is of Tlingit descent and is tribally enrolled with the Central Council of the Tlingit. So I interviewed both of them on my blog, which I will link to in the show notes. In the course of things, I asked what they were doing next. Here are their answers. Carol said, I just finished a couple of new picture books and I'm working on a middle grade fantasy that I've been dying to play around with. And Michaela said, I just wrapped up art for I Sang You Down from the Stars, written by Tasha Spillett, and publishing next spring with Little Brown. And I'm also working on my author-illustrator debut, which has been a very exciting, challenging, and rewarding process. That one will hopefully come out fall 2021, also with Little Brown. So that is good to know. And by the way, if the book We Are Water Protectors wins any kind of Caldecott, it will be the first book both written and illustrated by native creators to do so. Also, recently on NPR, there was a piece called How Children's Books Grapple with the Native American Experience, which was an interview with Aaron Carapella of the Tribal Nations Maps. He's created this map, and he is tying children's books into different parts on this map. Um, When he was asked to name his favorite children's books, what did he mention? We are water protectors. I'm just saying. Next up, my best friend. Now, the thing we know about uh, Jillian Tamaki is that she is no newbie to Caldecott's. But the last time it happened, it was a bit of a shock. In 2015, the YA graphic novel This One Summer, which is written by Mariko Tamaki, won a Prince Award and a Caldecott honor. How did it win? Well, according to the Caldecott definitions, quote, A picture book for children is one which children are the intended potential audience. Children are defined as persons of ages up to and including 14, and picture books for this entire age range are considered. This is the Caldecott Manual, page 10. The expanded definitions also say on page 69, quote, in some instances, award-winning books have been criticized for exceeding the upper age limit of 14. If a book is challenging and suitable, For 13 to 14 year olds, but not for younger readers, is it eligible? And the answer is yes. So there you go. And finally, we have Honeybee. Eric Roman, of course, already has a Caldecott Award in his pocket, thanks to his win for My Friend Rabbit. Until now, Candy has written stellar books, but none have had illustrators that earned Caldecotts. Of course, Candy and Eric are partners, and they have collaborated multiple times in the past. Um, They live not far from me here in Naperville. And funny story, just as COVID was hitting, I was supposed to have dinner with Candy and Junko Yokata. And I am still waiting for that dinner, COVID. Still waiting. You're back. <sighs> it's only been three years. <laughs> Jeez Louise. One of them's super short. So I had that, that going for it. Yeah. And that one. Uh, they are picture books, you know. They, well, they're a little wordy when they have like 20 pages of back matter. Okay. You, wait, you, you read all the back matter. Mm, 
for one of the books. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's what I was. See, that's what I was looking so forward to. So we're yeah. just gonna go in order of the way you presented the books to me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. like. Okay, yeah. No favorites that exactly. we know of. It's not gonna Certainly. be like an alphabetical order or anything. It's just the way that you presented. Yeah, the books it was just to like me. the way I threw them in my bag. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, we are water protectors. I'm getting. Like Moana vibes. Uh, from sure. The, well, it has kind of a Moana look on the cover with that, the water. Yeah, that, was the, the, that yeah. was the first thing I thought of. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? And no, I'm not angry. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a direct thing at all. I mean, it's landlocked for one thing. It's The majority of it is watercolor. Mm-hmm. And it is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Man, you... You know this. I is... know. I kind of, I kind of stacked the deck with that one. Yeah, I know. this is kind of my type. of I art. know it is. I was kind of like, oh, it's a Kate book. This is a, it's Kate. a Kate. If anyone book. was yeah. curious, mm-hmm. this is it. I this mean, this is her style, folks. The the page with the where it says we come from water. It nourished us inside our mother's bodies. It's it's a like a picture of a woman who's got a baby inside her. And I mean, I could see this like tattooed on a woman's entire back if it was like the greatest tattoo two artists in the world because well, the yeah. detail of that and the colors and how it fades from one color to another it's, oh my god it's amazing yeah it's beautiful so it's the story of a native american girl and she's uh telling the story of this black snake mm-hmm. that is destroying the land which is the pipeline so yeah the dakota access pipeline right. so right. immediately i was like hmm is this a good time to talk to your kids about the pipeline? And then once I saw the back matter, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good time to talk to your kids about the and pipeline. And I'm glad that it, it includes it in the back and explains mm-hmm. what it is because a lot of people might not know. Exactly. Exactly. It's sort of, it's interesting. It's an entirely fictional book, but it's definitely taken a historical moment and sort of making it a story for children to see it through that lens so they can mm-hmm. understand the complicated political stuff later better because they have this foundation. Nicely put. Thank you. Thank you. I just pulled that out of the air. Look at that. Woo. You it was right smart. there behind your ear. <laughs> yes. Uh, so on the page where it says, take courage, mm-hmm. I must keep the black snake away from my village's water. Um, you know, the, the main character, her hair is just like, blues and greens and you lily pads and 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 fishies and i Mm -hmm. think that's a beaver and i'm (gasps) i didn't know there was a beaver in the book i think that's (gasps) a beaver there's totally a beaver i love this book even more now (laughs) oh my god i was thinking though you you do realize that if this book wins i'm gonna have to dye my hair like this oh my god it's gonna be blues and greens and purples and and pinks the pinks are the hard part that you can just put in a clip. oh yeah you could put in some flower clips i yeah. yes i see you've already you've already planned out Way the ahead of you, kid. nice very <laughs> nice yes there is one moment that i mean because the illustrations are very i mean you know the animals are very realistic mm-hmm. um obviously the snake pipeline is not but you know it's, it's a snake pipeline there's right. only so much you can do yeah mm-hmm. but there's one animal in this story that has a bit of a problem oh what's that and i was staring at it for a long time <laughs> it has nothing to do with the story okay. <laughs> but i'm staring at this grasshopper on yeah. the page where it says we fight for those who cannot fight for themselves the winged ones mm-hmm. the crawling ones mm-hmm. this grasshopper has no antenna all right let me hand that, let me hand that over here. Let me... grasshoppers have antennas 
You sure it's not just like flattened on its body? Don't they, don't they flatten? No, they go up, Betsy. They're up I think they the go. Head. I don't know if they always go up. Maybe they rest. Maybe they Betsy. lower. I think she just forgot to put an antenna. I no, there's, she wouldn't have forgotten so many, that. It's in there somewhere. There's so many details it's, it's here. It's in the shadowy part on the <laughs> in the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I yep. refuse to believe that there's no antenna there. <laughs> Look, considering how many details are in this book, I'm not going to blame her if she forgets to put in an antenna. Sure, All right, sure. You're yeah. allowed to have one mistake. Well, then I'm going as a grasshopper. <laughs> but then I, with no antenna, with no antenna, leave him at home. And will be like, "Why are you wearing all green?" And I'll be like, "I don't actually know." <laughs> so but you flip the page, and immediately I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> yeah, I know." I right? want to frame this. No, I, it is a little bit of a temptation it's just to so rip the beautiful. pages out of the book and just slap them on your wall because yeah, it, yeah. It, oh gosh it's gorgeous mm-hmm. um but you know it's it's not really got a story other than you know we take care of the water because i learned at the end of the book that uh women are the protectors of water in this culture mm-hmm. which i kind of wish they had said that in the beginning i mean they feature women all throughout but it's not really hmm. mentioned. i think it's I think it's trying to be we're all taking care of the water rather than just women. It's your job, you no, know. True. So yeah, I get. That. I think it's trying to be a little more inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well put. Well put. But yeah, it doesn't really have a story other than we no, take it care of the water and there's a pipeline and we don't like it and we're trying to get yeah. rid of it because it's ruining the water. I, I the would end. agree. <laughs> I would agree. There's not. It's not plot forward, no. as they say. Um, yeah, but I at the same time I don't find it because there's some books where it's just like messagey, messagey, messageness where it's like this thing is good. I will bash you over the head with it so you understand that it is good. And I, you, some probably probably some people do feel this way f- from this book of that. I don't get that. I because it is at least making a pass at a metaphor where I'm like, okay, snake equals pipeline. Got it. I can understand that. That is clear to me. And so. that is bad because that kills animals and hurts right. the water. And that's, right. right, right, We're talking about little bitties who are reading this book. So this is like the level we're working at here. Yeah. I do like, though, that I actually recognized a jingle dress from that other book that hey, you gave me. It is a jingle dress. Yeah, uh, from Jingle Dancer by Cynthia Lytek-Smith. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have known that had I not read that book you showed me. That so, is a good point. Thank you. Yeah, well put. <laughs> well done. Well spotted. Uh, but it, th- that's pretty much the story. It's just, you know, we stand, we're strong, take courage, protect the land, protect mm-hmm. the water. And then for the grownups, taxi, 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 back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter. I think every time we get back matter, we need to do that. Back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter. Except this is the first book you've ever given me that has a pledge at the end. Oh, that's probably true. I've never seen this before, uh-huh. where essentially you're you yep. are reading this and you're pledging to protect, you know, the animals, wow. the plants, the trees, the rivers, the lakes, the earth. Um, I've never seen this before. I don't think that was in the galley, okay? Because I tend to go with these things like I see them in galley form, and then I don't always look at the final copy. I don't remember that from the galley at all, but I am glad it is there. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, so. In summary, uh, <laughs> to conclude, in conclusion, yes. I like the message for standing up for what you believe in and protecting the environment. Um, I also like that both the author and the illustrator are indigenous. Yes. So it's coming from. So if it wins, it would be the first Caldecott winner that had both an author and an illustrator who were indigenous. 
I, I really like that because, you know, mm-hmm. they're not speaking on something that they know nothing about because I believe you've given me books. <laughs> oh, yeah. People. I know. I've got a couple more I need to show you where it's just white people walking in being like, I like that story. Let me make it my. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm a little tired of that. So I can only do so many on this podcast of those. So. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, as far as these three books, though, I would place it second. Um, Interesting. It's not my number one. All right, I'll I'll withhold my ratings until the end. Myself, okay, it's so. it's mainly just kinda, I didn't find the there was much of a story, so yeah. I wasn't really enthralled. Oh. I I could I don't even really I can easily see this winning. Story, you know? uh, it just wasn't my number one. I, yeah, g- yeah, I gave yeah. it a silver. Fair, 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 fair. Now I'm fascinated as to what your number one is. Okay, so then we get to my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was the pause there was an ellipsis in the air that literally hung over her head like a speech balloon we're gonna go through this one quick all right all right look (laughs) it's only two colors no it's more than two colors green and pink yeah but then you got some black Uh, okay it's dark no i don't think that is dark green i think that's actually really dark green yeah yeah i do think it is whatever so you got this girl Her admiration just flows. <laughs> you got this girl. She likes this other girl. They're very young. So these are pre... I'd say preschool. Pre-preschool, almost. Yeah. They're like, they're like four. four. Three, four. There's that age when you walk into a park and you're like, you, you're my friend now. And that's how you make friends. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they just play. And, and on the page where it says, you know, that they, we, we laugh and we turn our hands into ducks and we run away quacking. Got this picture of these two ducks, <laughs> and I can easily what see is the, expression the, the speech bubbles above them are going. Bert, you see these humans imitating us again? <laughs> yeah, Bob, I see it. Not impressed. Well, well one's <laughs> a female, so which one's Bert and which one's Bob? <laughs> well, clearly the female is Bob. Oh, that's I mean, a good point. Yeah, duh. Short for Bobina. <laughs> Rob. Bobby. Bobby. Bob. Bobetta. Roberta. Fine. Roberta. Fine. There you go. Okay. And, uh, right, so they like to, you know, play and run around, and, and one of the girls uh, likes to take all the leaves off of a leaf, but she still leaves, like, the skeleton of the yeah, leaf. Yeah, yeah. And it says, she picks all the green until, and it says, boo, where she's pretending to use the leaf, like, as a skeleton hand. Skeleton hand. But clearly, the O is coming out of her mouth first. Well, she's saying oob. So she's saying oob. 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 <laughs> Technically, that is also scary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh right so they run around and they um hug and they draw <laughs> i mean this is the they're story they're just going through what you, this is the story we're getting small people, people right? on a playground right yeah. so they play hide and seek one of the girls likes to pretend to be a pickle mm-hmm. which like do i mean i often pretend to be a pickle so sure. i can i can relate to that part okay very confused, but continue. Um, and then, uh, and then you get to the end where surprise! Spoiler There's alert! A twist. There's a twist. Uh, she doesn't know her best friend's name. They literally just met that day. So, well, yeah, yeah. No, you see, you can see the meeting. Um, well, actually, from the cover to the title page, it's actually it's interesting. You rarely see, uh, but yeah, the title page is when they're actually first meeting. Right. So they meet. She starts off by saying, "I have a new friend," and then it ends with her saying. Um, I'm not sure about her name, but I'll ask her tomorrow. It's not she, important. And she'll tell me then because we are best friends. Right. That's all, that's all there is to it. Right. It is very young, young. 
That's character book. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. So this is obviously my least favorite. Okay. Interesting. Uh, not not a fan of the art. I take it. Well, no, no. <laughs> that's it was the first clue. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's sweet, but it's boring. All right. <laughs> so it's not my kind of Whoa. illustration. I don't like the font. I don't like the you lack. You like of, the font? No. I don't like the lack of punctuation or oh, the oh that's just true or the lack of way. capitalization. Here's the thing: I know these like obviously the author and illustrator are still alive, right? And there's oh a, yeah, there's a chance that they might listen to me. No, there's none. Here's but the thing: continue. I'm pretty sure they can care less about what I say oh, because Tamaki couldn't care less. I doubt, and I doubt well, Liana would so care less. We've got all a much, New York yeah. Times bestselling author, and the other one received a Calcutta honor already. So I'm pretty for, sure for a YA novel, but yes, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure what I say doesn't well, matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. So, they're not going to, they're not weeping in their tea. So that's All that. Right. <laughs> ooh, ooh, and okay. then we come to Honeybee. Honeybee. Where I get to the first page. Honeybee. And I go, nope. <laughs> oh yeah. I should have nope. warned you. I literally no. showed this book in a committee and I just turned it to a page and there were a couple people who were just like, yeah. Like they didn't even know they had a fear of bees until they saw this. This is a book. big nope. That's a big old bee so coming out of its uh, comb. Just remember, I am starting with an N O P E right okay. now. Okay, okay. We're not okay. even at there's a progression. There, we're, we're not even at the title page. It's a baby. I yeah. It's a baby bee. Yeah. Yeah. Fushy. Yeah. Uh huh. So horrendously realistic, I should say. <gasps> so... I mean, this is Kate art. It's... Oh yeah, this is. But it is, but there is no anthropomorphizing anywhere. Oh, yeah. There's no, like, cute little people. No, they like, don't have, like, human eyes, but on, like, a bee body, and they're all going, like, buzz, buzz. This is, like, freaking actual bees. But the size of your cat, I'd say? Because it's a big book. <laughs> it's a big book. It's a really big book. So, uh, right. So we start off learning how bees are created and born and sure, what they yeah. do Where and they their lives from. and yeah. right the history of bees history of bees bee it's a it's the life and the life of a bee right yeah so we start <laughs> off with a bee and uh Woo-hoo-hoo. and its first job as soon as it's born is to be a janitor yes <laughs> who knew that can, was their first job i can appreciate that yep and then they uh they go to school and mm. they become nurses right lucky them and that's their second job uh, on their eighth day of life. Yeah. Is that they become that's, a nurse. That's your eighth day of I life. I had no idea you could become a nurse so quickly. Nor I. I Nor mean, would one want to. But I guess if at that point they're not old enough to object. So they're like, uh, it's like when you make teenagers do crap jobs, like, you know, in the movie theater and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yay. Yeah. First you clean up and then yep. you. You, clean, uh, you get the janitor job, kid. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. you become a nurse. Yep. And then. <laughs> and then you move to the UK and you work at Buckingham Palace. Right. Exactly. Uh, because the next that job is, is the... queen tending. Yeah. That's... She needs a lot of tending, that queen. She's yep. a freaking behemoth. Yep. And then behemoth? they. Behemoth? Behemoth. <laughs> keep saying it wrong. Then they realize. Uh, oh, I, it's actually the set of the crown, and they become <laughs> set designers, and they start building, and they 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 comb build. They're, they make a comb. Yeah, yeah. Only, I don't know how you would just know to do that, but all right. Only three days later, do they decide to quickly shift and do craft services, <laughs> uh, and they handle the food. Right. And then shortly after that, uh, when the apis is eighteen days old, eighteen freaking days. Uh, they become security. Yes. Uh, the military, I would have also said, but yeah, security, military, yeah. They, they call it guarding. Guarding. Which 
at 18 Sounds days like a crap old, job too. they are willing to sacrifice their lives. Because they had such a good life until now. They're really grateful for it. <laughs> Which, I'm in, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm that very impressed. 18 days old, they're willing to sacrifice themselves for any robbers who might try and come in and steal their honey. Who are these, like, bees that are robbers? This is fascinating. Is it, like, non-honey producing bees? Like, I know, like, carpenter bees well, or something? instead of maybe wanting to go, like, the nursing route, mm-hmm. they went down the wrong path. They met <laughs> the wrong, they, um, the kid on the other side the tracks you know and they just got in with the wrong crowd they got in with the wrong yeah yeah Yeah, they're out late nights you know it happens they'll find their way yeah i'm just not thinking of enough bee puns right now so (laughs) i'm just gonna cut it off okay all right so after i should say this entire time it's been saying now is there is their job to fly no now now do they get to fly no the whole book is just like continually like teasing you with like Maybe now they get to fly. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't get to fly. Until their 25th day of their life. <laughs> and then you, how do you, how do you describe this? That's a gatefold. A gatefold. You unfold the pages. Okay. And you get a gatefold. This is pretty cool, huh? It's the pages unfold so to a beautiful field. It is so cool. Are there any lupins in here? Oh, the pro- uh, no. 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 Those might be. I don't know what those are. Those look better than lupins. They look like they have more. I don't think a lupin is great for bees. Wait, 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 wait. Turn that page back. Then the other one. The other one. I think that is lupins. Those little purpley plants sure look a little bit like them anyway. We can that, put them on Instagram. Like and, uh... All right. We're going to put this picture up. People are going to identify whether they're lupins or not. We can just ask Eric, but we're not going to do that because I'd be cheating. <laughs> So anyway, I think that's it's it's very cool how it how it does that shift, and then I thought that was gonna be the end, right? Because uh, it flies off. Now you off. get to fly. Boop 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 boop. Nope, there's more. Oh, there's more. Okay. Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> they so don't just, they don't just fly. still okay. learning here. Okay. Uh, so Lauren. we we learn that all these bees are going to milkweed and coneflowers and clovers. They love coneflowers. And then what is this flower? That's a coneflower. Okay. Yeah, they love them. So it I got uh, a whole bunch of them. It yeah. goes to a to this flower where it has a honey stomach yeah <laughs> i wish i had a honey stomach i have a honey stomach would you like to see <laughs> no I'm i don't recommend it i'm all right yeah so it's really cool though because you're like you're in with this bee like the entire time you're like you are look seeing at, look yeah. at you bee got your Jeez. honey stomach you're doing your job doing you get the, to go places and see things and... you're doing the thing you were made to do yeah you gotta you have a purpose in life and you know what it and is and then you come home and you dance and you do a little dance and, and you make a little love no you I, don't because you're a drone ha I, i'm learning <laughs> so much in this book about bees i had no idea about 95 percent of the stuff i had no idea i know right i didn't it's know so that... well organized the information yeah, yeah i didn't know that bees dance in order to like give directions about where the nectar is and then it tells all the other bees oh sweet we're gonna go head over to right. that area yep. of the field and they did a little dance no oh, okay so then oh my gosh okay i i know right hold it together kate I know. hold it together this bee has visited thirty thousand flowers it's flown 500 miles and then a little bee body it's collected it enough honey for one twelfth of a teaspoon that's the part that absolutely guts me and then a twelfth of a teaspoon and then it drops Onto a leaf, and slowly, bees, ways, 
in the beginning I didn't want to see it and now I don't want it to go and then it shows us on the next page that it's a new one a new one is coming I don't want a new one <laughs> you got a new one I now. want the old one it looks exactly the same and then you have this bag matter which explains all the different parts of yeah, the bee parts which it's very that's a that's a lot of information that's all parts uh, it's really and then, informative. And then we go again. And then we got the uh, back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter, back matter. It's a lot, of, a lot of information here, folks. Um, but you do realize if this one wins, we might have to dress up as a flower and a bee. If if this one wins, it'll be the easiest dang costume of all time. I mean, yeah, we could do it as bees. We can do it as flowers. We can do it as flowers and bees. We can make a little bee. I mean, obviously, we have to do something with the bee things. Anyway, anyway, this was my number one. It is it remarkable. Got, it got me, Allow right, me to right in the heart. Praise it as well. You have to understand, we see about three, four honeybee books for kids a year. And they all just sort of blur together after a while. This was this stands out. Um, Candy and, and Eric, um, they live in they live in uh, Naperville. They're not far oh. from here. Yeah, they're 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 locals. And uh, and so um, they've been together a long time. He's already won the Caldecott. Uh, they did a book together on the giant squid. It was very good. It looked a lot like this, but instead of bees, squid. But on the emotional resonance front, this book it beats it. With tore writing, me at the heart. Her strings. writing is going crazy, and then he's just like, "Oh, I'm oh, I'm gonna show the bee fly all right. I'm just gonna have a gatefold of nothing but bee fly." It's amazing. Um, it makes you care about something that. Yes, when you first open it up, you're like, it looks like an alien. Um, so rating, so your rating is clearly the honeybee, honeybee one, and uh, and the, the uh, we are water protectors too, uh, and then uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the other one, yeah, yeah, my best friend. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, three. You know what? I was initially number one with the water protectors. Here's okay. Here I'm gonna make a distinguishing thing. I think water protectors is a shoe in for the win. Like for the gold. I mean, it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So I wouldn't it's be surprised. It's socially uh, aware, and in the era of Trump, we need a book like that to get the big win. However, um, in a year, I mean, nonfiction generally has somewhat of an uphill slog. But if any nonfiction is going to win any kind of Caldecott anything, it's going to be Honeybee. Honeybee is amazing. Um, can I split my vote? Nope. <laughs> Okay, and then I will say... You go for water, I'll go for honey. I'll go for water, you go for honey. Yeah. All right. That, that way, sounds fair. If one of us wins... Exactly. It's then like we, we can just won. rub it in the face of the other person. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, letters time. Ooh. I got a letter here from Jennifer. And Jennifer writes, I am so glad that you finally did Miss Rumpheus and relieved that it was deemed a classic, even if it was just barely over the line. It is one of my favorites, but I will admit that much of it has to do with childhood memories. Barbara Cooney lived in the town I grew up in, Pepperell, Massachusetts. I just love that name so much. Pepperell, Massachusetts. For many years. She lived about three houses away from the Lawrence Library, which was the library that she drew in Miss Rumpheus. And I swear that she used to come and read to the children at the library sometimes. Up until its renovation in the early 1980s, the inside of the library looked very similar to how she drew the inside of the library as well. I can remember finding nonfiction books upstairs, and if you think the girl doll looks creepy, I think that was the magazine room that was filled with taxidermied birds. 
I never liked sitting in that room. Or was it taxidermied little girls? <laughs> well, maybe that is why the girl looks like that. She's traumatized from being surrounded by dead birds. And the library was made a literary landmark by the ALA. And she sent a bunch of pictures um, to show us what the insides looked like. And I'm going to put them on the show notes because it's really cool looking. Cool. Thank you, Jennifer. Grown up things we like. Mine's... It's kind of boring, but... Okay, bore away. Well, we're in the new year. You're really selling it. I, well, we're in the new year. I'm trying to get fit again, you sure, know? Sure, that thing. I've heard I of that. Uh, definitely gained some pounds during this quarantine. I don't think anybody gained any weight besides you during quarantine, well, so I don't even know what thanks, you're talking thanks, about. Thanks, yeah, All right, okay. We all lost weight, <laughs> yes. Well, Apple TV has come out with a new fitness app on their tv is that what i saw you doing the other day when i came by with my kids yeah yeah so you, you were, can you do different classes you can do like from dance to yoga to uh cycling and rowing hit which is high intensity interval training mm-hmm. uh strength training um you can choose whether to do it for 10 20 or 30 minutes you can choose the music that you want to listen to mm-hmm. or you can go with the music that they say or that they provide. They have a bunch of different trainers. So if you don't like one, you can, you know, do a different one. I've been doing it every day since the first and I'm not bored yet. Yay. So, here's to not being oh, bored. And here's the best thing. If you have an Apple watch, it will show you on your TV screen how your, uh, how many, Ooh. how your exercise is going, how your movement is going, how That's your heart rate is going cool. and compared to other people that have done this class. Very so nice. it's it's really interesting. I Aww. enjoy it. It's kind of boring cuz it's about working out, but that's, that's all right. okay. Eh, to each their own. It's all good. Um so Oscar season's coming up and really? nobody's seen nothing. Yeah, well of course, it's in the early part of of the oh, year. Yeah. And uh yeah, but we, you know, movies are having a bit of a bit of a rough time of it uh this year, but I am trying to see some of the contenders and so uh, my husband and i we watched uh the 40 year old version uh which was uh you know it had a world premiere at sundance uh back in january 25th 2020 uh where the director who is a black woman by the name of uh, rada blank uh, she won the u.s dramatic competitive competition directing award so it is also starring her uh rada blank is a woman who's about to turn 40 um, she's a black woman. She's living in New York city. Uh, she's a playwright, but you know, she's not getting any money. She has to teach kids in drama class in high school. And just one day she just has an epiphany and she's like, I'm going to be a rapper. And the thing is, she's good. It's funny. It's a comedy. Uh, I highly recommend the 40 year old version. Where can you watch it? Uh, you can stream it on Netflix, I believe. There you go. So there you go. Cool. Fun for that. Okay, so do you think there is going to be a, an ALA conference? I literally don't know. They haven't canceled it yet, um, the annual. It's usually so end of June, right? It's usually end of June. So, I mean, they canceled the January one, obviously. I just need to know if I need to dye my hair blue and green. That's I all I need to know. I will let you know the minute I know. Thank you. Um, and if it is going on, it'll be here in Chicago area. So, mm-hmm. won't even have to travel. So, there you go. And of course, folks, if you would like to watch the actual Caldecott Awards as they are streaming live, they will be doing so on Monday, January 25th from 8 to 9 in the freaking morning. Is that Um, Eastern, Central, Pacific? It's Central because it was supposed, I I believe because ALA is based out of Chicago, it'll it'll be Central. 8 a.m. Central. Yeah, I'll put the link to um, 
this, the, to the actual streaming site on my bug in the show notes as well. So you can All just right. follow that. All right. And until then, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse It and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our shiny gold sticker is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.